is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and together? you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, our look at the Australian film industry. And today we're going to highlight a film called Scattered People. It hasn't completed, but it is a film that's been put together by John and Lizzie Swatland from Queensland, uh, who uh, have, are doing a major feature documentary called Scattered People. And it's a story of two musicians seeking asylum in Australia and their encounter with the Scatter Scattered People Band, a small group of kindred spirits who play music and create songs with refugees and asylum seekers as they struggle to discover their new identities. But before we go on to our chat with John and Lizzie, uh, we've been given uh, some uh, preview t- uh, tickets for a film called C'est La Vie, which is a French farce, basically. It's... Um, it's about Max, who's been organising hundreds of events over 30 years, and he's just about to throw in the towel, and his latest nightmare for the irritable planner is a magnificent wedding reception in a 17th century chateau where he thinks he has put together all the ingredients to make the party a success. However, as the celebrations get underway, Everything goes wrong. Like I said, a French farce. Now, there's going to be a preview screening of this at the Cinema Nova, and it's going to be Sunday the 12th of August at 10.30am, a perfect thing to do on a quiet Sunday morning. So Sunday the 12th of August at 10.30am, if you're interested in getting a double pass, then all you have to do is ring us up on 94198377, and we will be able to put your name on the door. So moving right along, let's listen to uh, John and Lizzie about Scattered People. Can you tell me how you got involved in this this film project? Yes, sure. Um, I'm a chiropractor, and Robbie James is the lead guitar from Ganga Jang, the band Ganga Jang. And uh, as I was treating him, he was mentioning how he was uh, making an album with Asylum Seekers, and that for some reason that tweaked my interest and uh, we became friends later and talked about it. And uh, we were doing some filming uh, with another group we were with, with cameras and learning about cameras and uh, audio. And uh, I said, do you want to, Robbie, do you want me to do a, a promo sort of video for, for the album when it comes out? And he said, yeah, sure. So we did a couple of interviews with two of the asylum seekers and with Robbie, and uh, it changed our lives because we realised how what sort of a plight these people were in, how much uh, difficulty it was for them uh, just coming to Australia and being in Australia, being because they arrived by boat and they were, you know, treated uh, treated not very well. So uh, do you have a film background? Uh, no, I don't have a film background, but um, I think with the, with the gear, with the technology that's available now, 
Um, and with YouTube and learning on YouTube, you can actually learn how to make a make a film, you know, within within a few years, as we have. Um, we've it's taken us about three years, uh, and we have um, been in contact with quite a lot of high-profile film people. We, we just happened to come in contact with. We asked them for a bit of help, and uh, we knew one or two, and uh, the ball just got rolling from there. And we, we uh, had some interviews with um, high-profile people like uh, Tom Keneally and Vince Jones and uh, Missy Higgins and John Butler. And uh, so we bought some really good cameras and some really good sound equipment and learned how to use them. And uh, the documentary just came from there. So, Lizzie, this is a group project. Yes, it is a group project. Um, I'm just passionate about people. Um, I love hearing their stories. And so what John and I have found that we create this really lovely space where people really reveal themselves quite intimately. Um, and so I got passionate when John came home and said, look, you know, this is what's happened. And our lives changed as soon as we started interviewing these beautiful um, people seeking asylum and when we really heard their stories and, you know, what they're going through, how it's been for them, I thought, wow, you know, we've got to do something. And uh, that's why we decided to, uh, to film this. We're not filmmakers. I'm actually a teacher aide. And uh, three and a half years later, we're just sort of now coming to the point where we're putting it all together and we sh- it should be out next year. Now, you're in Queensland. Can you first give us a little bit of an idea of uh, where the refugees that you speak to are? Uh, how do you get permission to speak to them? How, how does that all happen? Um, well, it all started in that fact, scattered people. We've actually used the name of the, gra- the group of people that went into the detention centre in Baita in Brisbane which still exists, but they're not, they don't go in anymore. And that's how it all started. So they went into the detention centre to actually meet these people with music. And it changed these people's lives, the refugees and asylum seekers' lives, as well as the scattered people. And so that's how it actually all started. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so then from there, um, they were let out into the community and into, um, into a place called Nanda, which will come out into the film. Um, and in that place then, all the scattered people did was go in and continue every week to play music and sing songs with the people. And then the songs were written down, and then they played all the different songs, and all the songs are actually their stories from where they come from, from different parts of the world. And that's how it actually all started. So can you explain to me who the scattered people really are? Yeah, the Scatter people are a band of musicians who, uh, they were actually community workers and uh, a team of uh, psychologists and uh, volunteers, and uh, but also musicians. And they initially asked to go into the detention centre as helpers in their own field, but they, that didn't work, they were rejected. So a week later they said, can we come in with our instruments and uh, play music? But they didn't tell them that they were had recalled the week before. But, uh, so what that meant was that um, they, they weren't wanted as helpers, as volunteers, but they were wanted as musicians. So the, uh, the story is there that art has ways around uh, getting through um, red tape and that sort of thing. So the Scatter people are a band of musicians who, and community builders who went into the detention centre and uh, simply just wanted to help. Um, the leader Brian Procopus is uh, fr- uh, from uh, was from Lifeline at the time, 
and uh, he um, he just wanted to do something to help these people. They just learned that they were deten- they were asylum seekers who were stuck in the detention centre and wanted to do something to welcome them into the community. Isn't that fascinating that uh, music and art, in a sort of a way, is so undervalued that it's unthreatening? Yes, definitely. It has ways around the uh, the the red tape of um, how things should be done and the the uh, written down legal ways and laws of the way things should be done. But if it's art, it uh, sort of can break through those. And that's sort of the story of the film and how it breaks down barriers between individual people, how it breaks down uh, blockages between communities as well, because all the people in Baita are from different communities and it brings them together and uh, also works on a you know we've we've done some research and we have some footage and interviews that show uh with the professor of music that it uh, that helps on a on a national and international level as well it's it's quite emotional too because on the uh this is a, a, a it's got many perspectives obviously this film because on an individual level uh, people involving themselves in musical expression coming from different countries, uh, sharing that, but also giving them a vehicle for actually expressing their pain. Yes, and the, and the stories of their country as well. It helps them to carry their parts of their culture with them because uh, one of the biggest revelations that I think I had making the film was that um, there was a a specialist that we talked to and she said that um, it helps them to reclaim their their more complex identity and helps them to keep their culture but reclaim their their complex identity that they come with because when they come to Australia or they come to anywhere, they they get labelled as an asylum seeker. So they that's what they become, and they're they're sort of in that narrow sort of box. But the music helps them to remember who they are, where they've come from, and it also helps them to connect with people around them, so they can share who they are, and other people can see who they are, because it sort of breaks down the mental barriers of uh, and, and of, of regular conversation. And the music sort of uh, is a universal language, which um, which which creates a space they can come to, where they can come together and heal. Now, it's a great tribute also, this film, obviously, to the community builders who thought out of the box in order to actually achieve the aim of uh, uh, human interaction to support these people. Certainly, it has changed their lives as well. And scattered people continue to do um, little gigs and community events. Um, We meet in refugee picnics in the park, and they're just a wonderful bunch of people. They all have their own lives too. Um, so they basically, that's why it's called Scattered People, because not only are the band scattered in their own lives, but it also creates the, um, the name for all the refugees and asylum seekers who are also scattered. And what they discovered, or we discovered, was there's a lot of these um, beautiful people who come here, they want to scatter. They don't actually want to remember what it was like in Baita or a detention centre. And so they scatter to the wind and we may never see them again. But we have the stories and music and song. So they'll always, you know, be there, if you like. Um, so they come together when they need to. And sometimes they, we can get them together and sometimes it just sort of doesn't happen. Um, but they're there in their own lives um, and, and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. 
Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films like Rocking the Foundations, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. You're on uh, 3CR with Annie on Showreel and we're having a yarn with uh, John and Lizzie Swatland about their film, upcoming film, Scattered People. Just a reminder, we've got some uh, uh, review screening uh, double passes for a film called C'est La Vie, which is going to be on Sunday the 12th of August at Nova at 10.30am. If you're interested in this French fast, 94198377. Let's continue with our yarn with uh, John and Lizzie. Now, Lizzie, you you did most of the interviews or you were the one that uh, made the connections with individual people. What did you learn in that process about the skill of interviewing? Well, uh, yes, there is a skill. I I do believe so, but I didn't realise how much so until I really got involved, particularly interviewing people that I'd never, ever met before from different cultures and backgrounds, but also... Um, high-profile people. Um, what I discover is, to, it, for me, it's the listening. It's, so I ask a question, and then it's the listening and the answer to then go into the next question with the answer. It's not asking a question, that's the answer. Asking a question, that's the answer. And it revealed a lot about myself, because I then became humble myself. So we had this, oh, this wonderful rapport between each other, and John was filming... And it's like nothing else mattered but me and this person connecting. So it was an incredible experience. And each one we interviewed, we came away, wow, <laughs> that was extraordinary. And so it's d- changed our lives totally. And did it inform how you actually progressed in the film? Because uh, usually with documentaries, people, one, they have a kernel of an idea, but quite often they have a kind of an idea of uh, the trajectory of the uh, film itself because you can collect and you can collect and you can collect, but then when you actually want to make the feature film, which is what you're doing, and I presume it's going to be an hour or an hour and a half long, uh, you've got to actually contain it. Uh, What was your process? Well, we started off with uh, just going into the interviews and seeing what would come from those. We had a sort of an idea that we wanted to show what these people were doing and their their um, welcoming and their unconditional acceptance that they took into the detention centre and working with the people and also how music was, uh, was used by them. But we had an idea, but we didn't have a strong sort of a, a narrative sort of framework. And as we went along, we learnt all about this, that this was what we were supposed to have. So we ended up with quite a lot of interviews. And then we had to go back and do uh, some background footage, some overlay footage, some uh, location footage. And uh, 
But really what drew that together, I think at the end, because you have to have a beginning, a middle and an end and story arcs for each of the people and then an underlying reason for, you know, that, that uh, a, a meaning that you want the viewer to get. So we, what drew this together was uh, Lindy Harrison, our editor, who's about 35 years, 40 years of experience in long-form documentary. And we really couldn't have done it without her because she brought together all the elements that we needed. And over about two years, two or three years, we've uh, she's helped us to craft this documentary. And we were looking at it and we are looking at the different rough cuts that we'd done and we thought, where is this going and how is this going to come together? And then she went away for a week and uh, we didn't see her for a week and she came back and she had a beautiful rough cut and uh, has the wonderful sort of one-hour moving and, you know, also educational, but moving and uh, elevating documentary that she came back with. It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of this particular issue, the issue of refugees, has really touched people, hasn't it? People involve themselves Mm. and they try and use their skills to get across uh, just how dreadful our official policy is. It is, yes. We're we're quite... uh upset with the way that we're, we're, we're treat, Australia is treating refugees on a, on a political and a, and a social level. Um, you know, there's a division in the community and this division has, seems to be, we see this everywhere. Now we look at the news. Um, and we wanted to produce something, I suppose, that was the opposite, that showed people coming together and how we can, can, can come together. And there are so many volunteers who are working hard to use whatever skills they do have and, you know, speak out in the community. And this is what we recommend people do whenever you come across some sort of uh, uh, putting down of, uh, of people seeking asylum, and especially people who came by boat, who are the ones that we know, we know personally. And many of these people are wonderful people and they have great skills as well and, uh, you know, very complex, very, you know, educated, um, very... Uh, interesting and loving, kind people with with families, and uh, you know they're the people that have built Australia in the future. And we just wanted to show something in a document that wasn't um, telling. It wasn't telling people what to do. It was really more just showing that well, this is this is what can be done. These are the people that are doing it, and the humility and the the kindness of the the scattered people band um, who have been doing this have been going helping out. Uh, asylum seekers for about the last 15 years since since just before year 2000 uh since this this all began uh, when they've come together they've come together when the community has needed it when there's been a lot of asylum seekers coming over and they've they've helped out and we just wanted to put together an artistic document which showed this is this why uh you know you've got a collection of pretty famous people who have involved themselves in this like missy higgins john butler Michael Franti, Archie Roach, Katie Noonan, Dan Sultan, a whole range of others. Is this why yes. they've put their hat in the ring to be part of this project? Yes, it is actually, um, because we've uh, originally just did a list of all the Australian Australians that we wanted to uh, be a part of this, and we sent out emails with a, a link to a, a very small trailer. Um, and then we were really surprised how many people came back and said, yes, we want to become involved in this. Um, so it was wonderful. It was just so fantastic to have these people say, yes, this is what we want to say as well. You know, we don't really like uh, how we're coming uh, to be these Australians as a, in this wonderful multicultural country. Um, you know, we're not actually being that anymore. 
um, a couple have said, you know, is the fair go? Is it a mix? And so we sort of cover and explore all of that. I'm incredibly grateful for their time. And that's why we want to make this the best that we can, the most professionally uh, that we can, to also respect them for their time um, and energy that they gave to us to actually put it all together. And you're also uh, wanting to create an educational aspect to this so it can go into schools, I understand. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, part of the impact strategy at the uh, at the back end of this will be to create um, packages that go into schools. And I understand this is quite a common thing that's done as well. We've learned that uh, if the film has an educational component or it can help teach uh, young Australians in some way, um, then you can create a, a package and that'll be part of the process at the end, using film clips and questions and answers and um, you know and information. Yeah, in fact. Now, you're actually up to the post-production period and you really need people to support this effort, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And they can. it's very easy to support. The Documentary Australia Foundation is, uh, uh, has a website where you can make tax-deductible donations. And if you, if some of your viewers want to go to uh, the DAF website, DAF website, and then put scattered people in there or just Google DAF, uh, scattered people documentary um there's a place where they can they can donate and it's tax deductible and uh, uh we're actually looking for um larger donations but any donations will, will help yeah. oh and you might even get people in kind who might be able to uh provide equi- uh, uh, facilities i presume yes yes definitely yes we're open to anything Yeah. Now tell me, like you said, this is a learning experience and I know that you now know about how you need to tailor this to become a product. So can you tell, tell us about the sorts of things that you that money is going to go towards? Yep, the money is mostly, there's quite a lot of music in the film. So we're working, uh, a lot of the musicians that we have filmed are reducing their... Uh, their costs. It costs um, in royalties if you're going to use somebody's music. So a lot of the musicians who have been involved are reducing their fees. We don't know the exact amount yet, but it is it is quite a lot in uh, music royalties. But also we need um, foot, footage, uh, archival footage that we couldn't get ourselves, so we've had to buy that. Um, so that's going to be about, I think, probably about twenty or $30,000 for that. And the music rights is going to be a bit more than that again, I think, but we, we're in the moment at the moment negotiating that, and then there's post-production costs such as uh, colour balancing and audio and uh, a final, you know, putting it into a digital cinema package so it can be played in cinemas. And how, where are you going to show it? I know it's going to go to schools, but where else do you think we might see it? We might even see it here. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, oh, definitely in Melbourne. We could have a film uh, night at Three be... CR. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, if you want to. Yeah, well, there are there are different places it can be shown. I think mostly this sort of film goes... Uh, we want to get it on the ABC, or the ABC or SBS or Foxtel Arts, because it is partly an arts uh, film, an arts social interest film. But it will also be released, a limited release in cinemas. It costs quite a lot to get a cinema release, so we'll have to be raising money for that as well. Um, and uh, also it can be... 
uh, released through um, through processes like FanForce or Demand Cinema, where if there is an organisation and they want to see the film, they the film is uh, put up to be shown at a cinema, and if they get 60 people or 70 people or 50 people above a certain threshold, then the film gets shown. If it doesn't, uh, they don't get that threshold, then it doesn't get shown and nobody loses any money. When are you hoping for it to be finished? Because we'll be eager to see it. Right, around about May next year, um, there'll be a general election and we don't want it to become a, a political thing, um, but uh, it probably will be early early next year, around about May next year. And we were aiming to release it around Harmony Day and Refugee Week, I think, which is in May, June next year. Thanks very much for talking to me, John and Lizzie. That's right. Thank you, Annie. Yeah. Thank you for asking us. Great pleasure. Thank you. Radiothon fundraiser Three Songs for 3CR has a spectacular lineup: Los Zamponistas, Living Out Loud, Juan Perón, Samasin, and more. 7:30 p.m. Saturday, 4th of August, at the Oratory, Abbotsford Convent. Go to boite.com.au or call 9417-1983. Support 3CR and Music Sans Frontières. You're on Showreel with Annie on 3CR and uh, we've just been talking to uh, John and Lizzie Swatland about their upcoming film Scattered People. Sounds fascinating. Uh, as they said, go to the DAF uh, website, DAF, and uh, the uh, look for Scattered People if you are in a position to support their efforts. Uh, don't forget, uh, we've got some double passes to a review screening of a film called uh, C'est la vie, a French farce, a French comedy. Uh, it's going to be on at Cinema Nova, Sunday the 12th of August, all free, 10.30am. Give us a call on 94198377 if you're interested in that. Now, coming up next is a published or not. Oh, before I go, next week I'm going to be ca- talking to... Uh, Giles uh, Finkel, who's a writer, artist uh, from the uh, Artist Film Workshop. And uh, there's going to be uh, a screening, a four-part screening of uh, Lutz Dan Beck's documentary uh, about power, uh, art and power. It's coming up on, uh, starting on Thursday, the 2nd of August. And it's uh, going to be at the... uh, it's part of a Melbourne University uh, sort of a thing, and it's uh, uh, it's going to be at the uh, inter- interactive cinema space at uh, three fifty three Arts West Building one four eight Royal Parade Parkville Victoria. Anyway, it sounds like uh, something that uh, one would really like to know more about, and indeed we will know more about it next week so ring uh listen in next week and uh we'll find out more about um the film four-part film uh piece uh called art and power which is going to be at the university of melbourne's Arts west building 148 anyway coming up next as i said published or not we'll go out with a plea from a refugee
attention It's most from Manus who is a stock in the hell since four years without any reason Listen to me for a minute por favor Just want you to be aware about what all the rats have done to me Liberal label lying to you I'm not terrorist, I'm not perilous But they have put my youth in the horrible case for cheating, money, running the bloody policy So want you to get... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.